0: Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome back to The Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike and with me the editor in chief of lastspin.com as always. Here he is. Dylan Guadino. What's up, buddy? Ah, uh, not too much. How are you, Mike? I'm good, man. It's been a busy week. It's, we had our little live show last last week and we are back in our respective locations doing the show here for you. Before we get into everything, I have to make an announcement. Just found this out right before we hit record. OMG. Should I continue to sit down? You yes, please. Okay. Remain sitting. We are now on Stitcher.com, folks. Stitcher.com is a great site and a great app that you can get on your iPhone as well as your Android devices. Get it, please. It is not only a great opportunity for you to check out our show, but also so many, many more great comedy podcasts that are out there. Stitcher mobile app, if you haven't gotten it yet, go to the site. Go to laughspin.com, and you'll be able to find out how you can download the Stitcher app. Do so. So, anyway, that's the big announcement for for me. But you have a little bit of news of stuff that you had going on today. Huge fan of Snatcher. (laughs) Yes. Huge. Yes.
2: Yeah, the folks at my damn channel invited me over for a nice tour of their facilities over there in Hell's Kitchen in NYC. I had a really lovely time. I got to meet uh, Beth Hoyt, who is the host, as uh, our listeners may or may not know, she's the host of My Damn Channel Live, which is their daily show it was a good time
1: sweet yeah i, I think art got a chance art from masters and on the other podcast i do i think he got a chance to interview those guys not too long ago we had it on our site said they're just the nicest bunch over there
2: yeah they're good people and i really respect what they do the founder uh rob barnett is a jersey guy so i like that and he unlike funny or die i don't know what the other business models are but unlike funny or die my damn channel all the all the like original videos they do pretty sure everybody gets paid so wow. yeah so i think i i think that's cool personally i don't know i don't know if i would uh pay people i think i would just get slaves to do
1: everything yeah yeah no that's cool <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> thanks man uh, this will be edited tomorrow so for you don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 they had an interesting story to tell you while you were there too oh
2: yeah they just told they 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 mentioned that gilbert gottfried was there as one of uh beth's guests oh nice and uh yeah apparently he he really enjoys snacks like he asked to take like snacks home he was very particular he was reviewing the snacks he was eating like he really enjoyed the uh, salted sunflower seeds I've met Gilbert before, and I've talked to him when he's not being Gilbert Gottfried. We never got to talking about snacks, so that was a very enlightening story I got to hear. And speaking
1: of Gilbert, though, his performance at the Roseanne roast this past week that I saw on Comedy Central was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. He, oh, wait. he just did a ridiculous job, taking it to a different level, and it was just—it was a lot of fun. That that whole that whole show was actually pretty good. They had some good one-liners, and um, yeah, I like the setup. And Amy Schumer, oh my God, she looks so unbelievably fucking hot. Really? Oh my right? God. She I mean, hot. I mean, I saw her, but yeah, all right. Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. And she's funny, right? Oh, yeah. She's, she's hilarious. But I, I was floored by how hot she looked on that. On that yeah. Uh, no, on that special. She, looked very,
2: she looked very pretty. Yeah. Yes. Wow. All right.
1: right, let's Before I mess my pants up, let's get to some news. <laughs> Comedy news. Bill Burr's got a new special coming straight to Netflix, which is awesome. This is a great new thing that uh, a lot of people are taking advantage of. And Bill Burr, the star of Breaking Bad. I'm going to say that right now. The star of AMC's Breaking Bad, Bill Burr, is the next in line to bring his next special to Netflix. What else you got on this? Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is the direction they're going.
2: I know for a fact... That there's a handful of comedians that are are thinking about going to Netflix with their one-hour specials. The funny thing is, is by the time people hear this, depending on when people hear it, it might already be out. It's coming out Thursday, August 16th. Bill Burr uh, just announced it on his uh, this week's Monday Morning Podcast. So it was like, out of nowhere, he's like, I have a new special. It's called You People Are All the Same. And it's premiering August sixteenth on Netflix exclusively. I don't know. a lot A lot of people are. This is what Gaffigan did. I mean, obviously, he he self released it on his website, and then he sold it to Netflix.
1: I'm not sure what he's trying to do with the with the last minute notice here, but it's it, it'll be cool. I say we we rally around it. So all the listeners out there, and all your last been, all your last cohorts, readers, and so forth. Get behind Bill Burr. You got a Netflix account? Stream that sucker on Netflix Instant. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Yeah. He's one of the good ones, man. Billy Burr. He's freaking amazing. If you haven't seen any of his stand-up, you should. And if you haven't seen him take on an entire city, just Google Bill Burr takes on Philadelphia. It's, It's quite phenomenal. That'll go down in history as one of the best YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. So that's this Thursday, August 16th, Netflix. Up next, Party Down. The Party Down movie. Something that almost gives me as much of a boner as Amy Schumer. Oh, my Lord. We're going to get letters. I said boner. Party Down (laughs) movie. Progressing. (laughs) Megan Mullally. Megan Mullally. Mrs. Ron Swanson herself says... That the Party Down movie is progressing. They have a script or they're working on a script or whatever, and the cast is all they're, for it. What, what else looking at what they're happening? They're thinking about making a script. They're, they're spelling are, the word script. It's great. They recognize that scripts exist. Yes. Well, what else? What
2: else is she giving us? She says, not too much. She says, uh, we're shooting for next hiatus, which means next spring or summer. She was on Comedy Bang Bang with Scott Ackerman. So Scott asked her uh, if there was actually funding for the movie. And so Megan said, I think so pending script approval so granted not a lot to go on here but the fact of the matter is she could have very simply said i have no idea or it's not happening or as far as i know it's not happening the point is is it's not dead i think that's the best we can get out of this who knows if it's actually going to be
1: made as of now it sounds like it's going to be made and it's not dead if rest of development come back party down can come back this is a done deal you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'm saying it it's happening. <laughs> Speaking of coming back. Uh oh. Here it comes Bill and Ted three. This would be three. It would be excellent adventure, bogus journey, and what would this one be? I have no idea. First of all
2: how has Bill and Ted factored into your entertainment history and what does this third movie mean to you Mike
1: Bill and Ted factored into my entertainment uh, history in that it actually taught me a little bit about history it did yes the proper way to the proper way to say so crates the proper way uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not only that I I from bogus journey I understood what a Melvin was it was the western version of a wedgie it was the western okay. slang version of a wedgie or was it a front okay. wedgie is it a fr- is a front front wedgie of Melvin? I I have no idea. I thought a Melvin was like a dork. Yeah, no, they give uh, the Grim Reaper a a Melvin, and I think they just give him a wedgie. Oh. Dude, Bill and Ted 3, this is, okay, this is why I would love to see Bill and Ted 3. I have been saying for the longest time... That Keanu Reeves ruins every movie he's ever in. <laughs> this includes The Matrix. This includes any any of those movies. By the way, I disagree. I thoroughly enjoy the first Speed movie. Love it. Or as uh, Eddie Izzard says, as the French call it, Speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes. I never really like Keanu Reeves. However... Loved him in Bill and Ted's Because <laughs> it's the part he was born to play So now, to see a
2: How old is counter Reeves? 40? 47 both, both Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter is, are 47
1: Alright, so pushing 50 at this point By the time this sucker comes out To see 50 year old Bill and Ted Hilarious I, I, I can't wait <laughs> I absolutely can't wait Unlike Ghostbusters 3 I want to see this movie being made Just because I want to see goofy Keanu Reeves play the part he was born to play. Give that man the Oscar. Signed, sealed, delivered. But what else you got and, on the on the rumors about the movie? It's really happening. It's really
2: happening. The main news here is that that they have a director. Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson, the two guys who made the first two movies, who created the movies, they wrote the script. Dean Pariseau, who's known for, most mostly known for uh, Galaxy Quest. Uh, in 19- a very 19- underrated movie, by the way. Absolutely. And so he's directing it. He dabbled like in Modern Family and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Keanu and Alex Winter are on board. So basically you have the entire original crew back. It's
1: 100% happening. I will mention this because you mentioned it in the article here about how I am going to miss George Carlin not playing Rufus, but <laughs> yeah. that's all right. We'll, we'll get by. They'll, they'll think of something.
2: Do you think they're going to just uh, write Rufus out or maybe they'll do like a flashback? like remember rufus and then show him like an archived footage
1: yeah maybe they'll do it kind of like superman's dad and the fortress of solitude it'll just be a hologram that'd be great that wouldn't be good (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get to some fucking audio josh whedon you may know him as the director of the avengers correct sir Josh Whedon, who is the nerd overlord, has a a message for us. And what is that message? The message is basically this. You guys may have heard of uh, us talking about Mike
2: Birbiglia's movie Sleepwalk With Me. He wants everyone to boycott Sleepwalk With Me.
0: I'd like to talk to you about a little film called Sleepwalk With Me by Mike Birbiglia, made in association with This American Life. This little film is due to open in 30-plus theaters at the end of this month. But due to an active campaign by fans to their local theaters, they have increased that number by more than double and will be opening in over 80 theaters at the end of this month. This is all due to fan involvement, the people making themselves heard. I'm here to put a stop to this. I made a little film you may have heard of called The Avengers. It opened in 4,000 and change theaters. Did quite well. It's down to under 500 theaters now. That's right. We've got fewer than 500 theaters now, and they are creeping up on us, and that makes me nervous, and it offends me to my very core. So here's what we've got to do. We've got to stop Microbiglia in this American life from making this whole independent heartfelt little movie that's not only about the human condition, but actually based on true events, and it's also hilarious and interesting and fun from happening at all. We've got to stop it. We've got to boycott it. We've got to boycott it because we don't know. We don't know what's going to be in a film like that. It's independent. He could make fun of the Pope. We don't know that he doesn't. We don't know that he does. But what if he does? We can't be sure. He might gable it. We can't tell. We should just have a preemptive boycott of this movie that's creeping up on my movie. We shouldn't be watching these little tiny films that people really care about and work for years on, we should be nurturing corporate spectacle like good Americans. So I urge each and every one of you to call your local art house theater, get them to book Sleepwalk with Me so that you can boycott it too. Let's put a stop to the love. Remember when I made The Avengers?
1: So... Josh Whedon sounded like the dork version of Orson Welles. I enjoyed his message, but I would I would think the quality of the video
2: was on purpose. I, I would think a guy like Josh Whedon. <laughs> I never even thought of that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so shitty. It is really terrible. <laughs> he can't get like a decent video camera <laughs> for once that was not my equipment that was fucking up that was that's awesome <laughs> that's really true wow <laughs> awful i do love the
2: fact that he was taking a shot at movies like the one he just
1: made and will make again oh yeah yeah he's on board for the second one so yeah everybody can uh, calm down yeah calm down good little reverse psychology message there okay tongue firmly planted in cheek (laughs) the new york comedy festival announcing their lineup for 2012 Uh, this is this is big this is always big every year running on november 7th through the 11th who's in the lineup this year oh my gosh we
2: have uh, aziz anzari adam carolla jim gaffigan ricky gervais kevin hart Artie lang bill maher Patton oswalt brian reagan all these people I just rattled off. I mean, I like the New York Comedy Festival. Thumbs up to them. But they get the same people every single year. So, um, by all means, go... Oh, Robin Williams, too. By all means, if you're in the area, get out there. The uh, The one guy I am excited about is that Rob Delaney
1: is also going to do some shows or a show. So, what's the deal as far as... I know Kevin Hart's scheduled a headline, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. But how does this work for people that might not know how the New York Comedy Festival works? Because... This is getting bigger and bigger every year. All the different comedy festivals across the the country and across Canada and everything. What can one expect if you're in the New York area? How do you go see these people or how do you even attempt to or where are they playing? All the
2: venues and stuff. They're at NYComedyFestival.com. The thing about the New York Comedy Festival that's a little different depending on who you are. It's either good or bad. The New York Comedy Festival is a little different in that there really isn't much of a festival vibe. Just like universities in giant cities, you go to like the quote unquote campus of NYU, you're you're you don't feel like you're on a college campus, you feel like you're you're in the city. So it's like the same thing with the com- with the New York Comedy Festival. It's all it really is is a concentration of very big name comedians playing very big and famous venues during a span of a few days. That's really what makes this a festival. I'm sure the festival organizers would disagree with me, but I mean that that's basically it. There's no uh ground zero. It's just a bunch of really huge shows.
1: Right. There's no hub. There's no like centralized hub where everybody, you know, kind of congregates. Right for the festival. However, I would suggest, and, and this has been known to happen quite often, and especially with the guys that are from this area or kind of made their bones in this area. If you're a fan of uh, some of the smaller comedy clubs in New York City, hang out around those those nights because you never know who might drop in just to practice for the day after. Of course, people get nostalgic. They haven't been around in the area for a while. They want to go check out the Comedy Cellar or whatever. Then they may just get up and, and do a set. So, so hang out. Hang out in the city and, and go see comedy November 7th through the 11th. If you can't get in the big show, there still are a ton of great smaller comedy clubs in the area that i'm sure if given the chance some of these guys will will just pop in just to say hey and maybe do a set or two
2: before we move on i should mention that kevin hart is doing madison square garden that's how big kevin hart is right now and he's the i mean not many people have done that bob hope's done it george burns eddie izzard chris rock andrew dice clay and dane cook those are the only people who have done it
1: that's so that's insane that's absolutely insane it's a hell of a list too guess what we have a theme of things coming back. Bill and Ted's coming back. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Party Down is is coming back. You've heard it here, like I said first. And mm-hmm. guess who else is coming back, Dylan? My mom. <laughs> no, but that sounds like a very sad story. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenio Hall's coming back, Dylan. Oh yes.
3: Arsenio. <laughs>
1: Let's go. Let's go. Arsenio's coming back to TV? He is. He he
2: absolutely is. What's happening? Where's he gonna be? He's working with uh, CBS TV Distribution. UPN?
1: Uh, wh- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's going be back to UPN? Well, that's where he was before. Was he? Yeah, well, it, then it was WWOR. Uh, which, is, which then turned into My9, which then turned into UPN, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, beginning in the
2: fall of next year, he's gonna be the host of a, of a late night talk show, and it's gonna be syndicated. So so far, to at least eighty-five percent of American households. After almost twenty years, it's definitely happening. And before we we wrote the story, I, I just wanted to see some clips, see if there was any clips on YouTube. I cannot believe, you know, like, all right. So every every late night talk show host right now has their own style, and some some are more exciting than others. To me, Conan, when Conan walks out on stage each night, I feel like his crowd. Is probably the most enthusiastic. Not more enthusiastic than the Colbert Report, but I consider them, you know, slightly different shows. If you YouTube Arsenio Hall and there's like uh, a few like intros, his crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like there's nobody. Conan's uh, crowd pales in comparison to the way Arsenio Hall's fans reacted when he came on stage. I never watched Arsenio when when he was on, but I, I just I just couldn't believe the level of excitement that this guy produced and watching that i it's hard to believe his show was ever kicked off the
1: air good luck to him man because that's crazy it's just thinking about in our lifetime alone you've seen the retirement of johnny carson you've seen Jay Leno take over David Letterman, the whole that whole battle. You've seen Conan kind of rise to fame. You've seen other people get thrown in the mix. Jimmy Kimmel, Carson Daly, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And then Arsenio gets kind of thrown in there and and people forget how big he actually was. A lot of times it was because of the stuff that he got out of his guests. I think uh, he got out more of his guests, more of this, more of the most impressive and sometimes really, really embarrassing interviews From late night talk around that er era, come from Arsenio Hall. If you think about it, Clinton playing the sax—that was huge when during the uh, during the campaign for his presidency. And then you got was on our that was on Arsenio. That was on Arsenio Hall, man. Wow, didn't know that was Arsenio. Yeah, that was Arsenio. And then there was uh, also—I forget who exactly it was—but there was a couple of people that were just terribly, terribly drunk. (laughs) Like really bad Where I God man I can't remember Who the heck it was And then there was also Somebody that just Completely destroyed His couch to the point where Arsenio was completely scared. and These are all like famous clips, and I, it sucks that I can't think of them off the top of my head. But it, I'm just saying I think that's the reason why he got so much notoriety is because of the stuff that he got out of his guests and the level of guests that he got were always kind of very – you never knew what was going to happen next. It was, it was borderline Jerry Springer, but with famous people. It was pretty good. It was pretty <laughs> good, man. It was really good. So good luck to Arsenio. I hope it comes back to that kind of notoriety, man. That would be a lot of fun. Let's get some more fucking audio, man. Yeah. Let's. Tell me about this guy Because this I, I listened to this before This is fucking This is great This is fantastic I, I, I've i never heard of this guy And I, and I want to get his shit now Yeah, this is James Adomian He's been, you know He's been around
2: for For a few years He's been definitely Making a name for himself He's very well known For doing uh, impressions Or if not impressions Then just voices Or stuff like that He's got a new album out It's called Low Hanging Fruits Very good album We reviewed it On laughspin.com So you can check that out But right now, we wanted to play a portion of a track wherein he talks about uh, beer commercials.
3: Football, so it's a little bit weird for me uh, when I watch football on television how ridiculously and unnecessarily homophobic a lot of the ads are during sporting events. Like, a lot of the beer ads, especially, are just... It's basically like beer companies get up on TV and go, Hey, America, watch out. You might be too gay for our fucking beer. (laughs) We don't care what you say. We've been watching you real close. (laughs) Like Fred Phelps is running the ads or something. (laughs) (laughs) Makes you... Anybody could be a little bit too gay. (laughs) That's one whole kind of advertising. There's another one which I'm aware of uh, for the women in the audience. I'm aware of the anti girlfriend advertising they have during football season as well, which is basically like, hey, fat dude, what? Is your girlfriend a bitch? Yeah, bitch, buy something, tackle.
4: It's
3: like, what does she do? She just walks through the living room. Yeah, you should do some chores. That fuck. But my favorite part of those, uh, my favorite thing about the homophobic ads, and those are the ones I notice the most because I'm not particularly. I mean, not I'm not per se a girlfriend. I mean, I have my moments, girlfriends. But uh, the ones I noticed are the homophobic ads. And you've all seen this where there's like a dude who's a little bit too hoo-hoo for the beer in question. And he shows up at a sports bar by himself for some reason. And he goes up to the bartender who's this hot girl in a bikini, but she's fictional so she doesn't like gay people. And he goes... And he he goes up and he he goes up to her and he goes like, hey, uh, can I get like a beer? And she goes like, not if you're wearing that. And the camera goes, and he's got a feather boa and pink panties on. And he's like, oh, right, I forgot. I'm the fag in the beer ad. Oops, (laughs) Budweiser, no gays. (laughs) (laughs) Tackle. And then that character's just gone. You never hear from him again. (laughs) The queer has been smeared. It's beer time. (laughs)
1: I love that, man. That is really, really good. It's yeah. really, really good. And the, the title of the album, Low Hanging Fruit, that is a fantastic title, too. So how do you yeah. say it, James, J- James Adomian?
2: Yeah, I should mention he's a he's a gay dude. Oh, he is. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I only mention that because in the context of the last joke, it
1: you know it 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 means something. Right, right, right. A fucking phenomenal bit right there. All right, last story before we get to our last piece of audio, which you will thoroughly enjoy. I'm I'm guaranteeing it again. I'm throwing a lot of guarantees out there tonight. You really are. I know this is crazy. you' am gonna be like fucking Joe Namath, of podcasting right now. <laughs> Radio Goliath destroyer of radio as you know it, and my former employer, (laughs) Clear Channel, has launched a 24-hour comedy radio network or comedy radio station or whatever. It's one station, basically, that they're going to be syndicating and homogenizing all across this great land of ours to where it's just one giant strip mall on your radio dial. Wow, wow. A little a little editorializing there. Yeah, I apologize. I, I should just be reporting the news, not edit- No, that's okay. No, we we
2: want we want opinion. But yeah, I mean, you're pretty much right. So, 247comedy.com has existed for years, and they've been doing a really good job. They are an online radio station that plays nothing but comedy clips 24 hours a day. Now, they've been operating that way for for a while, and they've also have launched terrestrial stations in a bunch of cities like Austin, Grand Rapids, Phoenix, uh, London, Ontario. So those have existed. But basically now what's happened is Clear Channel has kind of... It wasn't a buyout, I I don't think. Uh, Clear Channel is basically operating 24-7 comedy and syndicating these stations elsewhere. And in, so in Boston, their AM station, WXKS 1200 AM, is now something called Maddie's Comedy 1200. It exists online, and it also exists on the AM station. It's all very confusing, but it, it pretty much amounts to the fact that Clear Channel is now controlling comedy radio programming.
1: It's, it's basically like this. You know the uh, food brand Kashi? Yeah. Did you know that that company is actually owned by the Pepsi-Cola Corporation?
2: I did not know that.
1: Okay, so that's the exact same thing as this. It's they're they're basically running from how I see it, they're running their own show, but they're a subsidiary, you could say, of Clear Channel. So they will probably have not much to do with day-to-day operations but it'll start to seep in what what you'll end up seeing is you'll you'll see a lot of philosophical changes in in the way that things work and then all of a sudden the templates will be the same uh, for the web pages and they do this thing where they find what's hidden they gobble wow. it up and then they destroy it from the inside out. It's just terrible. It's actually really terrible. Uh, <laughs> That's an amazing business model. I'm yeah. gonna try that. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful, especially you know, especially considering the fact in like you know 2003 they had they were they were forced basically to sell their lowest 200 markets. I forget how many it was, but they sold they sold off a bunch of stations just because they couldn't they couldn't maintain it anymore. You go into any major city now and you hear you can find a kiss fm is just terrible what they're doing i think is the biggest thing is the comedy stations available on the iheart radio smartphone app which is also a clear channel uh, subsidiary right um but that was already the case. Yes, yes. By the but, way, but yes, that yeah, that was always the case. But that's their biggest draw. That's that's their win. The way that I see it, anyway, if I'm looking at this with outside eyes, um, right. the way I see it is they're getting beat up with Sirius and with things like Pandora and because Pandora didn't didn't Pandora just release a bunch of comedy channels like that was a new thing for them. Yeah, I think an- I think within the last year or so, right? Yeah, so this is just a, an an answer to that. They're trying to compete, and also at the same time too, terrestrial radio stations are begging for material uh, and and for and for formats because they have they have nothing. Nothing's working. Everything's changing the sports. Everything's changing the talk. You know, there was a station here in New York that was uh, used to be a, a rock station, and a then, good one too. A good rock station, and then it was, all of a it sudden,
2: was like the fir- it was the first good rock station we've had in New York in like. a decades. right?
1: Then that slowly waned away, where their uh, their playlists devolved from I don't know sixteen hundred tracks, probably to maybe maybe two hundred, which was right. which was ve- which was very awful to listen to. It was like watching a relative die slowly. It was just terrible. <laughs> and, and then it turned into all talk. And then it turned into all talk. It turned into soccer mom news or something. Right. Like, that's how they branded it. And that lasted for about mm, thirty five seconds. Now it's back to rock, owned by right. some other corporation, and that and they're kind of fucking it up already i don't know it's dude it, it, it's it's nuts i and great we have another comedy station i don't know how they're going to do this i don't know how they're going to get away with playing good comedy and by good comedy i don't mean the ability to curse but the ability to talk about any subject matter the subject matter alone is going to be this is gonna be like the disney radio of fucking comedy stations because all this stuff's going to be very safe and any little thing The hypersensitivity of the shit that goes out on the air nowadays and this self-policing that goes on with these stations any little complaint because i'm guaranteeing you you're probably oh yeah you're replacing a conservative talk station with this comedy station dude it's over man you're gonna get a complaint in the next (laughs) six months and then they're gonna get run scared and they're gonna knock it off so it's gonna it'll be web-based only that's my call if you want to listen to real good comedy Open up your wallet, grab eleven, thirteen dollars a month or whatever it is. Get freaking SiriusXM and listen to the comedy stations they have on there because they have some great ones. They have an all George Carlin station. They have—I'm giving a plug right now to all these to all these stations. Yeah, they have an all George Carlin station. They have Raw Dog, which is you know Jim Brewer has a show on there. Opie and Anthony Channel of uh, the podcasts that we talk about sometimes, um, Joe Rogan, and so forth. That's the way to go. This is this is good. This is fine, but I don't know how this is going to succeed to that level yeah
2: my main complaint with Sirius xm's comedy programming the way they they play actual stand-up clips they'll play like 20 clips in a row with absolutely no sense of human contact or, or curation it literally sounds like you're just listening to somebody else's Pandora Comedy Station. Like somebody created a Pandora station. Here's a bunch of comedy bits. You have no idea. I mean, I do because my life revolves around stand-up comedy. I know who's doing the bits, but if you're tuning in, you have no idea unless I have like a a, a faulty uh, not in my when I listen to it in my car, it doesn't it doesn't pop up on the screen. It shouldn't have to come to that. To me, it's so lazy. It's like we have a thousand tracks to play, and we're just going to play them. Like I can't believe anybody at Sirius is actually curating any of this stuff. It's a little bit more engaging than Sirius. There's negatives and positives for both, but I rarely tune into Sirius just to listen to comedy clips because it's that I get no
1: satisfaction out of it. It's a very fine line, man, because especially with radio and especially with comedy station like this, you want the DJs to be there to kind of guide you a little bit, but also, too, you don't want them to be there too much because they get in the way sometimes. Like, sometimes the music is just like, shut up, just shut up and play the fucking song. This is, I I understand this is commercial-free, and this is really the only chance the station has to get any kind of plugs in there whatsoever, but... Mm but it's not about you. (laughs) It's not about you. I'm not turning on it. I couldn't tell you what any of the serious DJs look like whatsoever. And I interned there for fucking three months. (laughs) So, you know (laughs) what I mean? Because I don't give a shit. All I want to do is hear the music that I want to hear. So, go ahead. We're way off topic because the big thing is that this Clear Channel Station is, uh, is just trying to go up against, really it's trying to go up against Pandora. That's the big reaction here from... Uh clear channel from the giant from the man, I like to call them. They are they are the man. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked long enough. I'm done. Are you, do are you done preaching? I, Mike? I'm done preaching. I'm sorry. I get off on these fucking tangents, man. You gotta stop. No, it's okay. That's good. You know what Tangent it up. You know what's good though? I I don't get to do this on my other show that much. I like I like it here. I like it here like this. This is comfy. Oh. <laughs> Because we all gotta be funny all the time. This is this is being serious about being funny, which right, which doesn't typically sell well. That's why
2: people love podcasts where comedians interview comedians, and then the comedians they interview have their own podcasts, and then they interview somebody who's a comedian and their friend whose show that they were
1: on. But, but lo- people love it. I know, but like, yay! Dude, I, but honestly, I. <laughs> I get bored of that so quickly. Like today, I finished. You oh apparently, my God. apparently, many people do not. I know, but I like I don't today. Know why they don't. Today, I got finished listening to Jay Moore's latest podcast with yes. uh, Kelly Carlin. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that yet. No. It was amazing. It was fascinating, dude. It was great. It was a, it was a long one, but it, I was riveted the entire time. They got into like some serious shit. Like they were talking about reincarnation and and kelly's kind of upbringing and her one woman show that she's doing and everything and and all all that stuff and and it just oh my god and it was there were some times that i laughed but for the most part i was just like this is awesome like just so intriguing about their thoughts on everything and that's why i really love jay moore's podcast because he's funny but at the same time he can he can turn the switch like that and talk about some serious heavy shit with a really good guest that knows how to carry it and knows how to tell a story, and it's awesome. It was awesome. I really, I highly suggest you listen to the, to the to Kelly Carlin interview because sure, it was, yeah, it was, we'll check it out. A,
2: yeah. I was once a, a, a guest on Kelly Carlin's podcast. Really? Yeah. You see
1: how this all works? It's very incestuous. Wow, dude. See, I would love to just shake her hand. I would just love. I would love to meet her because Carlin's a fucking god, man. He's just. He is. And like you're listening to her about her relationship with her dad. It's kind of bittersweet, but at the yeah. same time, it's, it's still George Collins daughter. I mean, shit. Yeah. I did get a chance to meet Richard Pryor's daughter. We had a uh, a good conversation and she's just the sweetest girl ever too. Uh, you know, she was she was awesome. Um, you, you rain you're talking about rain. Yeah. 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 I would love to uh, meet kelly carlin as well just because she's right up there right up there as as, as another one that's just uh, a really nice person you met her though you can you can you affirm that or no she's wonderful yeah she's just probably exactly how she came off on the interview just very very sweet she's great yeah cool it it sounds it. It definitely sounds it. But, yeah, Jay Moore's podcast. Listen to it and listen to the interview with her. All right, before we get out here, we want to uh, play a clip that uh, is, is just awesome. This was on The Daily Show with John Stewart, and Chris Rock was a guest. And he said perfectly what we've been trying to say and stumbling over our words for the past, I don't know, four weeks. About all these people just going to comedy clubs and speaking out of turn and taping shit and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and Chris Rock, in his wisdom, just... Said it perfectly. And this is the clip. Here you go.
4: When is the stand-up coming? When is that's what everybody it's, it's is coming, looking coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, I'm, I'm working. I'm writing some jokes. It's It's hard to go to the clubs because people tape your all the time. I know. It's a different world. Like, like now, before get... it's ready. I mean, I don't mind if I'm at Madison Square Garden or some Want to tape it, but like I'm at the cellar working on a bit, and it ain't ready, and then it's on YouTube, and it's like, and then it's like Chris Rock said, the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Then no, somebody's no. mad at me, uh, you know? Right, 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 Yeah, I mean, and it gets out there. And it gets out there. It reminds me, you know, the, the comics in the old days in, in vaudeville had to face when TV came around. They right. used to do, they'd do 15 minutes of material, they would perfect it, and they'd feed their family for 50 years doing yes. that same <laughs> stupid joke that they stole from Henny Youngman, and they just yes, and then TV came on, and they went. Sure, I'd love to do Ed Sullivan. They did it once. Burn those 15 minutes and we're like, I'm out of work. Yes. That's, yes. It's a new... It's rough. And comedians, no one wants to hear jokes twice. No. They People hear barely want to hear them once. They barely want to hear them once. That's how I always envied singers, like Sting is still singing Roxanne, getting paid. I, I'm... And they want him to. They, they want him ru- they to. They get mad if he doesn't do I... that they've heard a hundred times. Right! You've written jokes as good as Roxanne. You've got some funny <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I've got some stuff. I've got a few it's Roxanns, not nobody jokes. wants to hear them no more. Right. And when you do it, they're mad at they're you. They're mad to Write something new. How dare you say the same funny thing you said last year. You Look, know what? Diddy was right. Mo' money,
1: mo' problems. Yes, he was right. <laughs> he was right. There he is, Chris Rock preaching it better than anybody can. He was right. I actually,
2: uh, I was at the, the the premiere party the other night in New York for uh, uh, Totally Bias with W. Kamau Bell. Chris Rock produces it. And Chris Rock was actually at the party, and uh, of course I didn't. He was just he was kind of holding court and like sitting next to his crew. So he didn't—he's very like low key. I was very, much too scared to go up to him and say hello. But it was—it was cool to even just be uh, at this at the same party. And you—and he was also sitting very close to you. Might you might appreciate this?
1: Nobody I know really appreciated this. But Vernon Reed was at the party. Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, 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 man. Is Vernon Reed one of the most badass guitar players yeah that nobody knows who I'm talking about
2: so he's he's buddies with w kamal Bell and he he actually did the theme music for uh kamal's show i was I was super excited about Vernon Reed because uh, he he played a big part in uh me uh and my musical
1: upbringing dude that's beautiful Vernon Reed Oh shit Chris Rock is all over the place buddy yep. uh, So that's it That's it for this week Let's do the plugs Shall we Plug, and by the way, let's do, this is going to be a weekly
2: segment to count our Pinterest followers. I find this hilarious. So what were we up to last time, I think? I think it was like, uh, what was it like? We're at 173,968 Pinterest followers. So follow us there. Follow us at LaughSpinCom on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We're on Facebook. That's about it. No, it's
1: not. No? We're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Everyone's on Stitcher, though. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but we're on Stitcher now. We're on Stitcher. Go to Stitcher. Download the Stitcher app. It's fantastic. It really, really is good. And you can listen to not only us, but that Jay Moore episode that I was talking so heavily about before, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff on the Stitcher mobile app. And of course, go to iTunes, download us from there, subscribe to us there, give us a review and rating because that helps us out. You can check me out on com. my other podcast. Dylan, where where can we get you? You guys can email me at laughspin.com if you'd like if you'd like to talk via emails. Yeah, send over those questions because we like those. We're going to do another live show pretty soon, so look forward to that. And we'll see you next week right here on the Last bin Podcast. <laughs> see you.